Welcome to TVN's Praise Podcast, hosted by Matt and Lori Crouch, where you'll hear interviews with some of your favorite Bible teachers, pastors, authors, and Christian leaders. On today's show, Lori Crouch and Holly Wagner host author, speaker, and Bible teacher Priscilla Shire to discuss how you can discern God's voice and hear from Him in your everyday life. Hello and welcome. Yay! Girlfriend time. We are all by ourselves, but we're with you today, and uh, yes. so excited that you're here. I've got my sweet friend Holly Wagner here. Yes. How are you doing today? I, just so you know, I'm the troublemaker on the show. She'll be the <laughs> she one on the show. Got to keep her in check today. I can vouch for that. Yeah. <laughs> Longtime friends. Yeah. Here's Priscilla Shire. Yeah. So excited. So I'm so glad to be here. You. Thank you for having it's me. Such a nice. It, it's actually so awesome to be with people that you know and love, and yes. makes it. it better than the other way around. Yeah, <laughs> yes, or just people that you're just getting to know. So it feels yeah. very familiar, and yeah. so I just think yeah. we're going to have a good conversation. It makes it about... a lot more fun, doesn't okay, it? Okay, yeah. I just have to tell you this one funny story. Okay, it's a hair story. Yeah. But we were in yes. Sydney together. I already know what you're going to say. And, shoot, I wish I had that photo. We were in Sydney together, <laughs> I'm so and I, I, I was shopping or getting lunch, and I went, Priscilla, can you come join us? And she goes, no, I'm, I'm doing my hair. And I went, well, great, that'll take you 10 minutes, then come on. And she goes, no, no, you have no idea. And she sent me a photo of her hair, which I'm not even kidding. Yeah. It was, yeah. she goes, I have to braid it. And it yes. was this we big. have permission and... to use that if we find it? Oh, gosh. I hope not. Oh, she's awesome. Time ago. No. I, hey, I'm there ain't nothing, ain't nothing wrong with a good Afro system. No, it was the you. best. And yeah. I was going, come like that. She goes, no. Yeah. <laughs> I got to braid like, this hair. Yes. She was like, you know what? It'll just take you a few minutes and then get out here. And I was like, no, honey, I know we're sisters, but you forgot I am a black woman. This is going to take a <laughs> oh, little longer whatever, than that. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Priscilla, out of, okay, so you started speaking back when you were like 19 years yes, old? Yes. Yes. What? Okay. Your parents are amazing. They First are, of all, let's yes, start with where, where you came from. Yeah. Your mom and dad, uh, Bishop. Mm-hmm. Tony, Tony Evans, Evans. yes. Oh, mm-hmm. Right there. Such a great Such a great man. And your That's mother. True. Yeah. See, your mother yeah. did such a good job. They are beautiful people. And let me tell you, it, 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 it just puts joy in my heart to even discuss them. And the reason is because I know a lot of preacher's kids who do not have my story. Yeah. Their parents were one way at church and they were a different way at home. Yep. And the, the relationship with Jesus Christ was so segmented because it was like church life over there and then regular life. And regular life looked different. Yeah. And that is not my testimony. Yeah. My parents are people of integrity and character. They're like for real. Yeah. Like all yeah. that stuff my dad preaches about family and, and um, just the, the unit of, of God being passed from one generation to the next in the unit of the family. Mm-hmm. Um, the message of Christ being passed along. You know, he, he believed that. We had devotions together yeah. as a family. We, we weren't a perfect family, you know, but um, my dad was intentional. My mother, they were intentional yeah. about making sure that they passed on what ministry really is. It's an overflow right. of your relationship with Jesus Christ. That's mm-hmm. right. You yeah. know, I, I thank God I've got the same story. Yeah. The amazing yeah. parents. And my dad always said, man, your ministry is your is your family yeah. in, in miniature. That's right. And your family is, is if it doesn't happen at home, it's not going to happen That's anywhere right. else. Yeah. And um, so it's such an amazing yeah, heritage that we have. What's your story, girl? Well, actually, the, the same. You know, my parents uh, loved each other and loved me. And I was told every day that um, by my dad that I could be anything and do anything and believed in me. And I'm very aware that our stories is not yeah. the, sadly, yeah. Yeah. not as common. 
Yeah. You know, that there are so many women in particular who, you know, have deal with abuse and betrayal and totally. abandonment, and then they grow up and, and look for love and security in all sorts of other places. Yeah. So we're but you know, here's I'm just the grateful. Thing. I, yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful, grateful too. But I think about that and realize that when I just go back one generation beyond my parents, my grandparents, the choices that they made literally changed the trajectory of our entire family line. Right. So at some point, somebody had to decide enough is enough. Right. And I'm going to actually be a man or a woman of God and I'm going to follow the laurels of scripture and I'm going to pass this down to my children. Yes. Somebody in some family line has to make that choice. That's yes. exactly. And so actually, it might as well point. be us. Am I, <laughs> right? well, no, it might as well be us. That you said that because my dad... Um, again, loved me very well, but he had never heard I love you from his parents. Mm. So he made the decision that he was not going to be that. So just to your point, somebody has to at some point make yep. the change and go, we're going to do it differently. And what I love about God is that even if we, if, if maybe you don't have that heritage, God can take one moment of time. Yes, totally. There's nothing wasted in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Yep. And I love that. But you ministered to so many people um, around this world, too. women from every tribe and tongue yeah. and uh where where okay tell us about you <laughs> if we were to just squeeze you what do you think your life's message is is it one particular thing or is it just i mean you, you know, talk about everything but it really is that the scriptures that from beginning to end they really are a meeting with a person yes and that if i can encourage people to see that the bible itself is not just a book that we're not just supposed to know it here mm -hmm. but that it literally by the holy spirit's power is translated into an experience with a person mm -hmm. in our regular everyday rhythms of life where you experience his passion, his peace you actually sense the joy the yeah. comfort the the nearness of god through the scriptures that's what i want to be able to communicate i want the scriptures to come alive as it did for me not only in church as my dad preached faithfully every sunday as he still does to this day um, and not only sitting at the knees of my mom with her little flannel board pieces as she would you know put them there on the little right. you know the little felt <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. we all oh, yeah. Sunday school kids <laughs> that's right. so you know not not just in those instances but when we're just quietly at our kitchen table just reading whatever our quiet time is for the day that that's not supposed to be a duty just to check off that we did our yeah, quiet time right this is his love letter to you. Yeah. And if we open our hearts up yeah. to the reality that that's his intention is to mm. speak to us, mm. then we meet the author of the letter, not just the letter itself. Yeah. Right. And it is the living word of God. Yeah. If, if, if you don't have some of these books, you better get some. I've been listening <laughs> yeah. to the audio version of this for the last couple of days. And I'm telling you, um, hearing the voice of God, you know, and yeah. discerning, um, the voice of God. It starts first with listening. It does. It starts with listening and to be listening to the scriptures. I think we're listening to everybody and everything yes. else, That's hoping to find the voice of God elsewhere when we are um, really turning our, our noses up at and ignoring the main means of communication that we have access to straight from the hand of God himself. And that's the, the Bible. Yes. If you want to hear from God and you don't never read the Bible, then you don't really want to hear from God. Exactly. Because that's the primary way he right. speaks to People us. want it, you know, sky writing and <laughs> yes. you know, smoke signals. It's like, no, open the Bible. God will speak to you that's from exactly the right. Bible. And think about this. You know, we look at the people in the Old Testament who had some of those things that we desire. Yes. You know, the, the, the fiery pillar by night and the cloud, you know, yep. in the day and, and all of these different things. And we look at the dream and the visions and donkey speaking and all this stuff. And we're like, Lord, if you could just do that, we'd appreciate that. You know, if <laughs> lightning would flash at noon tomorrow, right. if you want me to take the job or not, yes. we want that. But yeah. think about the fact that the psalmist prayed and said, Lord, please 
do not take your spirit from me. Mm. They wanted in the Old Testament what we have access to That's now. That's right. Yeah. The reason they needed all of that, and not that God can't still do that because he can if he chooses yes. to, but the reason they needed those things is because they did not have the gift that we have. Yep. And that is the Holy the Spirit Holy that Spirit dwells in every single one of us. us. That's exactly right. You know, we were just actually um, at church recently talking about the Holy Spirit and who he is and, and it, um, one of the, you know, the paraclete is the word that would be used to translate him. And that's actually a battle term, which you're probably aware of. And you're so deep, Holly. I'm so deep. <laughs> you're so, so deeply spiritual. Um, and it's, a, anyway, so it's an ancient battle term. And so the Greeks, when they would go out to battle, you know, they would go in pairs and you would fight back to back, protecting each other's back. Well, your battle partner was called your paraclete. Mm. So the Holy Spirit. Hey, girl, that'll our, preach right there. Right? Yes, yeah. it does. Yeah. And it so did. Yes, it did. <laughs> so he's your battle partner. Yeah. And Got but your if back. you don't, if you actually don't connect and build this relationship with Him, right? Then how how are you going to hear? Mm -hmm. I, and you're right. So many times we spend so much time flipping through social media and getting on Facebook, and we spend all that time looking for information to make decisions. And He is our guide. That's right. Right, it's his voice. He's yeah. he wants to guide and direct us. Yeah, and I think there's a misconception that the enemy sort of pushes on individual believers that there is some special hotline connection that God has with some of us mm -hmm. that he does not also offer mm -hmm. to everyone. That if you haven't been to seminary, that if you're not in ministry, that if you mm -hmm. don't have this religious, devoted, elevated life of spirituality, that you don't also have the opportunity to hear from God. But I'm so grateful that it's just, that hearing God is for regular women. Yeah. <laughs> you know what right? I mean? Every just housewives day. and people trying to fold the laundry and cook for their kids yeah. and figure out new ways to cook chicken for dinner. It's for us. No. You know, and I'm so, I'm so grateful yeah. um, that it's not just reserved for certain people at certain times, but by God's spirit, we all have access to hear the because voice Because I think I'd be gooned. That's right. If that wasn't, if that wasn't yeah. the case, you know, yeah. I think that's probably one of my most, um, if anybody, if I could open my mouth and say anything, is that God loves you and that God is there and yeah. that God is with you and the Holy Spirit never leaves you, never, no. you know, that's my passion if I, if I ever tell anybody that, yeah. is that it's yeah. not just for the guy that's up on the pulpit yeah. you know, or preaching or that it's just for us no matter where we are, no matter for all, no yeah. matter what. Yeah. But okay, how did you start doing the kids stuff? When did that take place? You know what, it started about six years ago now. I was making scrambled eggs in the morning, <laughs> as you do, as go. you do, that's <laughs> right. Uh, my four-year-old at the time was already sitting down eating his plate, I was finishing up another plate, and my four-year-old said, while my back was turned to him, he said, Mom, will I ever be in a battle? And I just said, what, babe? He said, will I ever be in a battle like with Satan? And I, it's one of those questions where you kind of turn around and go, now what? You know what? What were you dreaming about last night? You know what? Where'd that come from? And so it startled me, but I just kind of turned around and he had this, this innocent, wide-eyed um, look that he was very serious. He wanted to know the answer to that question. So I took the opportunity after, after praying really quickly and saying, how do I answer this, Lord? I just said, you know, actually, babe, you, you are in a battle. Mm -hmm. With the enemy every single day, you know, that tug that you feel on the inside to engage in something maybe you shouldn't, to say something, to be mean, to, yeah. and then you feel that pull back and forth about whether or not to do it. That's the, the war. And then by this time, his six-year-old brother comes around. The baby at the time was in the crib. I mean, he's like little teeny bitty. <laughs> and I said, guys, you do know you have invisible armor, right? And to a four-year-old and a six-year-old boy, hearing armor. that they have... They've got a sword, right. what? You know, there's a helmet available, you know? So I just started and we started memorizing Ephesians chapter six. Wow. And so 
as I was looking at how engaged they were in this idea that there's a spiritual battle and that they're engaged in it every single day, as a mom who's hoping her boys will love to read, mm. I thought to myself, wouldn't it be great if there was an adventure series that really was all about fiction, all about some kids who discover that there is an invisible realm and that in this invisible realm, they meet a guide. This guide shows them and gives them access to the armor that they, they have available to them to defeat the enemy there and that the victories they experience there in aortos, which is, which is a Greek word for invisible, mm -hmm. that the victory they experience there translates to their experiences on earth. If they mm -hmm. can just learn how to get victory there, they'll experience victory here. And so I just started crafting these chapters for my boys and I would read it to them before bed and, and craft these characters and I sort of based the characters off of my boys and nieces and nephews and I didn't intend to write them for publishing. I was just writing them to read to my boys wow. so that we'd have something to read together. And so here six years later, we have the Prince Warrior series and it's for prince and princesses alike. So um, good. Who just want to, to learn how to arm themselves to stand firm against the schemes of the enemy. Wow. No, it's so good. I, I um, actually can't wait to <laughs> read those to Jordan. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> 30-year-old Jordan. Yeah, probably not. But well, Jordan might my like boys. those. Yeah, <laughs> like them. You never know. But I just have so many young people in my yeah. world. Yeah. And I, I just think it's, well, personally, I love, um, it's like why I love C.S. Lewis, because he could, yeah. fiction that actually could make the point. Right. I just feel like I learned so much from yes. that. Yes. Almost more than somebody teaching That's me. right. Do you right. know, like tell yes. somebody who's telling, telling the story. story. And so the I goal just... was to give organic opportunity yes. for there to be a conversation mm -hmm. between a, you know, a 10 year old yes. and their mom or a 10 year old and their dad about something they read and it just hinted at yes. something mm -hmm. that caused a spiritual interest to be piqued that opens the door for this conversation about spiritual things well, um, with their parents. it's kind of the way Jesus told stories. Right. Yeah. Jesus told stories. Yeah. That's right. right. Receptive That's right. Exactly. So the, the theological principles are just all tucked in there somewhere. Yeah, that's great. We actually decided on um, the princewarriors.com, what we did is we have this little button called Secrets so that a parent or kid can click on secrets and actually see what the theological secrets are that are tucked in each chapter. Wow. So if a parent hadn't read the whole thing, but they just want to go in there and they know their kids on chapter two, book mm -hmm. two, they can go in there and see what the secrets are and then bring it up at dinner and say, hey, when you read this, what That's do you think awesome. that meant? So we just start trying to stir the conversation a little bit. That's so cool. That's I awesome. That. Okay, so um, a few months ago, we were at Bishop Jake's church yeah. and you got the, the big... Oh, Honor beautiful there. award. They are beautiful people, aren't they? Aren't they amazing? And my mother-in-law got the Lifetime Achievement. Yes, she did. And um, so you had your kids with you, I your did. boys. All three boys. Three beautiful boys, by the way. They are giant, giant boys. Giant boys. They are giant. Boys. I mean, I just remember them from being little. Giant every day. Oh, they're so big. <laughs> but you, um, something that touched me so much during that is that you started uh, telling the, the audience what you speak over your kids. And so just talk about that. Did, you, <laughs> did your parents do that to you um, huh, like you know, that? Or was it just something um, that you... I, I'm to trying to think of exactly why right. I started doing that, what the specific reason was. I don't know that I can remember. I just thought this is my opportunity to get something stuck in their head, mm -hmm. get a message stuck in time their head. Time is right. The yes. time is right. Yes. This is my yeah. opportunity, you know, while yes. I have an audience While they're them. here and that's, with me. That's here. right. I'm going to get this, this soundtrack stuck in their head because mm -hmm. I know the enemy's coming after them. I yes. know that he's going to try to make them feel insecure yeah. and discouraged and overwhelmed and frustrated and like they're ill-equipped to do whatever God has for them. So I have literally said nearly the same thing to them for years and years 
every morning. They know what's coming. I say, boys, look at mama in the eyes, and they all go, Oh. <laughs> and they love it. They just don't, you know. Is that what's happening? Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Oh, you know it. Okay, I yeah, hope they'll so. They'll tell this story 40 years from now. They'll, they'll be do the sitting same here thing on this set to their talking they about do that. The same thing they too. better Absolutely. rise up and call me blessed. That's <laughs> yes. what they better do. <laughs> That's part of it. You second. will. You will rise up and call me blessed. <laughs> and I do. I just look at them and I say, you are men of integrity and character and honesty. You will be a blessing to your teacher today. You will be a blessing to your friends. You will love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. You will put on the full armor of God so that you can stand firm against the schemes of the devil. You will have the praises of the Lord in your mouth all day long so that you can speak well over those who are near you. You are the head. You are not the tail. You are above. You are not beneath. You are a leader. Speaking. You are not a follower. And you will love the Lord your God all of your days. And about halfway through that, they start going, you will love the Lord your God. <laughs> <laughs> so they're, they're moaning about it. But the fact that they can repeat it back to me. Yes, that means amazing. that it's getting in. Absolutely. You know? I remember one time when, um, just with Paris, what she would hear from me often in the phrase I would use is, you're the love beyond measure daughter of the king. Mm. That's great. And so I talk about that. And so, and you know, put that in the middle of sentences all the time. And then one time I overheard her on the phone with a little friend and there was this emotional thing happening. She goes, no, you, you're, you are the love beyond measure daughter of a king. Oh, Do you know that? That's awesome. And so I was just like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's, those are small little victories, yeah. aren't they? Listen, because there's a lot of stuff you go through, and so right. you have to celebrate the victories. That's right. I know. Oh, yeah. So now that they're, you know, they're older now, and so I've just printed it up, actually. I printed up unique ones that I can start to see little ways that the enemy might want to take advantage of a vulnerability here or a fear here mm -hmm. or an insecurity there. So I just wrote up a little list for each one, and I have them posted on the, our, our house is really tiny, so they're right there in the hallway posted on the little closet door. And every morning, I still say my part to them, but they have to go read their own mm -hmm. out loud mm -hmm. um, so that I can hear it, but also so that they, they can, can hear, hear it. it. Mm -hmm. And so they read their own every single day. I'm like, this is my this is my chance yes. to yeah. put as much in them as I can. Do you have that posted on your website or anything that people? Do you can know what? I wrote a blog post about it a while back. I'll have to. It, so it's you there. It is that. there, but so I'll repost could, it again. Jerry, could you get on that? <laughs> 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 it <could> happen. <laughs> we'll repost people, that so that it, yeah, people yeah. could print that out. That's and right. That and say that's a great idea. Kids. I yeah. love that. Yeah, and I love that actually that they you have them say some things because, yeah. right, you know, faith comes by hearing. That's yeah. right. And you have to hear it sometimes from your own mouth. I, I actually remember when I was um, dealing with cancer th that I could read the, the healing scriptures, but there's something about mm -hmm. saying them out loud. You got that right. And saying them louder than the fear in my own head, mm -hmm. right? Because the fear in my head was big yeah. and so saying it louder. And so there's just something about yep. finding a promise. Mm -hmm. um, and I know there are people watching and you're in the middle of your own situation. And so it's worth it to do the work to find the promise that speaks to your situation and underline it certainly, but take a moment and sh shout it, <laughs> shout it, <laughs> shout it loud because fear, fear can over you know, can try to overtake it, but you just speak his truth louder. So I love the fact that you yeah. have your voice. And not to mention the fact, Holly, that the enemy does not know what we are thinking, but he sure enough will hear what you're saying. Right. That's, so when yeah. we speak God's word into the atmosphere, yep. we are actually clothing ourselves in the promises of God. Um, it's almost like it becomes a fortified shelter against the attacks yes. of the enemy mm -hmm. because God watches over his word to perform it. Yes. So we can either give the enemy ammunition with yep. negativity and complaining 
and speaking, um, basically collaborating with his attempts to drag yeah. us down. Or we can go ahead and just speak the promises of God and let the enemy know we're not just going to let him just waltz in yeah. here and right. take advantage of us. We're going to put up a fight because we're going to stand firm on what our God says. But, but to, it's so it's good that you put it that way because to be honest, there are times when it's so much easier to complain. Oh, I mean, come on. Right? Yeah. Wallow I, in it. Wallow in it. And I, I was... Uh, Have a pity party and yeah. invite friends. Right? Come um, and join you. <laughs> I'll bring the coffee. You bring the chocolate. Um, um, David said, you know, I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. Mm. Right? So we get overwhelmed because the more, we complain. Yes. But it's complaining is so easy. Oh, our, oh so much easier. It's intrinsic. It's so it. easier just to yeah. focus on me and the yeah. bad. And, and the more we do, the bigger the problems become. Whatever you give your attention and to. Right. And then you try, show. then other people, you want other people to join your complaining. Right. Yeah, it doesn't actually help anything. Right. So. And then we get mad at the friends who won't join us. Right. We don't even want to be their friends. <laughs> no, exactly. Can I go feel bad for me? Right. Goodbye. Well, you know, I, it's like a marriage. I, a, a, a marriage that was actually close to us for a while. Um, one one day, the girl said to me, she said, you know, it's really hard being around other good marriages because mm. ours is so bad. And I was like, hello, mm. <laughs> you need to be around good marriages. Mm -hmm. Isn't yeah. that interesting? Yeah. It was easier for her to be around bad marriages. Mm. So we had to break fellowship. Do you, do you think <laughs> she felt like, a lot, just like a lot of judgment? I, I Not, think some of that was part of it, but maybe a lot of jealousy. Yeah. Yeah, that's you know, because you had a good one and, and we don't have, so it's really hard to be around the good ones. Right. You know, I don't, yeah. get, I don't even get that. Yeah. And mar marriage takes work, doesn't it? Yes. And anybody here at this table have a perfect marriage? <laughs> anybody married to perfect men? <laughs> that's you're, perfect. you're not? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, well Priscilla and I are not, I'm pretty sure, but actually, I know your husband is not perfect. <laughs> not perfect for you. <laughs> You're a hot mess. <laughs> no. But it does take no. work, right? It takes speaking it the truth. It takes persevering totally. through the hard Talking over him every day. Yes. <laughs> you will. <laughs> and surrounding yourself, like you just said, surrounding yeah. yourself with people who are going to hold you accountable to yes. doing the work of marriage. Yeah. Yes. And we have this older, I say older couple. They're really not. They're 10 years down the road. Mm -hmm. So they're 10 years down the road in raising kids in marriage and ministry. And that's all. You really do need someone where there's a little bit of a gap yes. that they can look back on the season you're in and give wise input. But we've really submitted ourselves to their authority in the sense that if they look at our schedule and they're like, when is the last time y'all been on a date? When's the last time you guys have actually had a really good conversation that wasn't about business or wasn't about ministry? It's just about the two of you. And if we have not done that and they say, get mm -hmm. your butts on a plane and right. get to mm -hmm. us right now, mm -hmm. we have a commitment to them that if there's something they see we need to realign, we will get on a plane and we will get there because they care more about the state of our souls. Yeah. Yeah than they do the state of our, our ministry. Yeah, you need people like yes, that that yes. are going to just charge you up yeah. and keep everything in line. But here's the thing. Line. Sometimes I think people the, people will say that. You know, like you need accountability, you need, but then to do the work of then actually being Submit accountable, to it. yielding yep. yourself to somebody else's voice. Especially for a guy. Yeah. I feel like it's easier for us as women because we're relational beings. Mm -hmm. We like that feeling of protectedness yeah. and being covered. Mm -hmm. um, there's safety and security. So it's at least easier for us. But for, for sometimes for husbands, they're, not, they're like, I'm the leader in this house right. and I'm not trying to submit to anybody else. The best husbands in the world, <laughs> I think, are those who are willing yeah. to submit to the authority of their pastor or spiritual leader in their totally. life and humble themselves to know that I need guidance and direction and yep. so we got to pray for our husbands in that regard yes because that's a hard thing for that 
that man part of macho. men, you know, that macho man yeah. part. Macho, which we anymore. love. We want the macho man part. We, we do. <laughs> no, but it's. I actually remember um, a thousand years ago. You might have just had the baby. Mm -hmm. So, and we're sitting at dinner with the four of us, Philip and me, and you and Jerry. <laughs> That's right. And you pulled out this little pad of paper and go, okay. How do we do this? <laughs> I, can't, I was like, whoa, I wasn't prepared. But it was, how do you, how do we do, you know, marriage and raise kids and do the ministry? Because at that time, your kids would have been the ages my kids are right now. Right, mm -hmm. right. And I'm always very mindful of that when I'm around people that are just a step ahead. I yeah. want to just glean what I can from this moment because they've been there and done this already. It's no yeah. point in all of us making the same mistakes. No. We might as well just learn from each other. Exactly. <laughs> but it takes the humility to do that. I, so I just actually uh, appreciate that about you. But then I feel like that's, I, I do that all the time. I'm calling people and go, so how do you handle this now situation? Yeah. I, when my kids were teenagers and I was you know, trying to not kill them, I go, okay, <laughs> help us just out here because, right? Having the real conversations, yeah. humbling yourself, you know, acknowledging that they're, that your kids aren't perfect, but help, help me get them along the next step. So I just, yeah. you know, appreciate yeah. that quality in you and raising kids. We hope you're enjoying the Praise Podcast. We'll get back to the interview soon. Now, can we talk about the movie? Sure. So, Priscilla was in this movie, which was so fun, right? Well, first of all, it cracks me up that you were in a movie, right? When you yeah. don't, I was you're one and only ever? Or? <laughs> oh, you know what? I have filmed a little part in a small movie that's going to be out next year. Oh, okay. Yes. But, that, but, so, but War Room, but War Room was, was the before. first time I was ever in a film. Okay. Where yeah, did was, that even come from? Girl, you got me. <laughs> <laughs> I was driving along in the car one day with Jerry. Our cell phone rang, and it was Alex and Stephen Kendrick. Those guys are amazing. They are also a hoot. And so they had put to a little poem every name of every book I had written. And the, and the poem basically led to, and we need you to be in a movie for us. Oh, <laughs> oh that's so So discern funny. the voice of God because he's telling you to be in this film. You are one in a million. Make a resolution for women that you will stand <laughs> They had every title of every book, oh and it ended with, oh. we've been writing this film, and we really have just thought of you the entire time we've been writing this part. Will you do this film? And oh. I said, no. Are you kidding me? You're not going to get me up there and make a fool out of myself. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've seen movies before where it could have been a good movie, mm -hmm. but that one, <laughs> but that one actress was just terrible. I said, y'all not going to have me embarrass the name of Jesus like that? And um, they just said, well, just... Priscilla, it is ministry. It's still, we know that you're not an actress per se, but it's ministry. Read the script mm. and then pray about it. And I read the script. I thought this is, this is going to be a good film if they get the right actress in here. I sent them some recommendations of some actors and actresses that could do a good job in this particular role. And they just wouldn't let it rest. They said, but what, what just audition, just send us a video of this part right here. And I did. And, and I was sitting in the beauty salon, getting my hair done. <laughs> getting when, your hair done. When they called and said, we want you to do this role. Aww. And so Jerry and I just prayed about it and thought, what a great opportunity to be able, you, you know, this, this movie, War Room, will be seen by more people and minister to more people that I could speak to in a lifetime. Yeah. So if I spoke every Sunday at a church somewhere in the world that had a thousand people for all of my days, I would not minister to as many people as we'll see War Room. And that, was, that movie is ministry. Yeah. That movie it, wasn't no. just entertaining. 
no. for people's marriage to be salvaged, for folks to have war rooms now where they are concentrating on prayer as an actual weapon yes. against the schemes of the enemy, for God to do that, well, it's not good acting. Yes. It's the Holy Spirit. Yes, yes. <laughs> that's yes I think I, that's the part uh, I loved about the movie. I think we're, we'll see a clip here in a second, but that it actually was a living example of how to pray. Yes. And I think so not many just people... Not theory, but right, how do I do how it? How to do it. Yeah. I think so many people... They want to pray, but they don't know how. When we talk about, um, you know, the truth sets us free. Hmm. And, and Jesus always, you know, when he was encountered by the devil, he said, get behind me, Satan. He hmm. spoke truth to a lie That's right. and then said, get behind me. I'll hmm. no longer look at you. So we know that speaking the word, that's, that's our battle, right? Yeah. That's right. That's how we fight. That's right. Yeah. It's a sword of the spirit. That's right. The word yeah. of God is a sword of the spirit. And so that's, that's, help us, help us to know when you talk about prayer and your, your fervent book, this one right here, um, a woman's battle plan mm -hmm. for serious, specific and strategic prayer. Tell us a little bit about, about that. Yeah, you know, one of the things that I walked away with from the, from the film, from the recording of the film, we, we filmed for about um, three months. And after saying those lines over and over and really just being engrossed in this storyline, it occurred to me that while I did value prayer, I had neglected intentionality with prayer, um, being strategic in prayer, actually trying to detect where you see the enemy's fingerprints at, um, at kind of his handiwork meddling in your life, um, where you anticipate he might want to take advantage of a weakness or a, or a, a bit of divisiveness. Um, and just being mindful of that so that when we pray, we're not just randomly saying words that we've heard all along or yeah. words that we've kind of memorized along the way or words that are comfortable to us, but we're actually... Um, praying in a way that is targeted. It's kind of exactly what you described a few moments, doing the work to find the promises of God that actually apply in areas that we... Intentional yeah. prayer. Yeah. Right. Um, and then writing it down. Sometimes we need to write our prayers down only because it keeps us focused. It reminds us what we're praying about, you yes. know? Mm -hmm. So when it's posted there in that war room and you come back in there day after day, you're reminded, this is your prayer. This is where you're focusing your, um, your prayer life on. And, and until I see an answer, yeah. I'm going to keep praying this prayer. Yeah. It also gives you a great track record with God mm. because then when God does answer, you can see that date at the mm. top of that page of when you started praying mm. that mm. and then you'll be able to put a date down of when God answered. However, in his sovereignty, he chose to. Mm. What a great track record, not just for you, but your grandchildren and your great-grandchildren to see how grandmama or uh, grandpa yeah. prayed and believed that God would answer. Wow. I think the thing I loved about, uh, or you know, even the prayer, because in Ephesians 6, it talks about the armor, you know, which we're familiar with, but then prayer is Verse the 18. weapon. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Kicks into, yeah. after that sword, it it's Goes prayer. Goes right to prayer. And it's not the 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 prayer that's, oh God, why, you know, the whining. I mean, you can do that for a minute because maybe we all need to whine for a minute. <laughs> the complaining side of right. it. You can't complain to God because honestly, the Psalms, David complained yeah, for a bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, he went, he yeah. went on a journey with God. He, yeah. he was intimate and real with his yeah. pain and agony before God. And but then so, there's got to be a rising up. Then there has point. to be a point where you, <laughs> yeah. that's the thing. So at yeah. some point, yes, do the complaining, but at some point you have to begin speaking the truth Right. Uh, what God has to say about your marriage, about your health, 
and about your family, about reconciliation. I just remember even that for me with um, just some situations and you know family and extended family that was hard. It was so hard, and and I remember moments of you know, the complaining before God, because of course I was perfect and they were the problem. Of course. Well, everybody else needs to change. <laughs> yeah, if they would, yeah. it would really help out my life. Totally. Um, then, but so I, you know, complained, but then I started, you know, talking about, pulling out the scriptures that talked about unity and reconciliation and, and together and faithfulness and just declaring that. And I've seen God do what only he could do yeah. in the lives of people. I mean, I saw it in my health, but I have also seen it in relationships with people. And so I just think that, that if, if people understood more about the power, you know, some people say, well, all I can do is pray. No, no, that's not all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's the thing to do. That's the thing. Second Chronicles 7, 14, if my people right, who are called by my yeah. name humble themselves and pray, yeah. right, then he's going to heal our land. We're too busy complaining about yeah. our land and our government and all that's happening. It's like, well, you can complain but or, if you prayed as much as you complained, maybe we would see right. something different. And you know what? If I were your enemy, what I'd want to do is devalue in your mind the potency of what I know to be the most powerful weapon you yes. have against me. So he's made our churches focus on being a house of great programs or a house of great preaching and a house of great singing when they're supposed to be a house of prayer because it's the prayer that pushes back the kingdom yeah. of darkness. Mm -hmm. So if I were the enemy, that's exactly yeah. what I'd do. I'd devalue what I knew yep. was the most potent weapon that you had in your arsenal against me. Yeah. So we do everything first except but pray. pray. And so for you uh, personally, so how do you, when do you, when do you pray? Are you yeah. a late at night person? Are you the middle of the day person? Mm -hmm. Are you Well, I gotta morning? tell you first of all, lest anyone think that my life is, you know, I'm up on a mountaintop praying and speaking with God all yes, day. Morning. Yeah, that's right. Um, my life is very much like everybody else's. Yep. That it's kids just laundries and laundering kids. And right. it's kind of that thing where, you know, once your feet hit the floor mm -hmm. in the morning, it's over. It's oh, just yeah. full on for the rest of the day, right? Yeah. And so um, I have this ongoing, uh, actually, part of my prayer is, Lord, would you continue to help me to prioritize this yes. in my life? Because it can that's so easily... Good kind of get pushed off of the yeah, that, that position of priority. Yeah. So I just say, Lord, I need you to stir. I don't want to manufacture passion. I want you to stir in me a passion to where I don't want to go a day mm. without prioritizing prayer and then hearing back yes. from you, listening to you through the scriptures. And so I try to do that in the morning because it seems like that's the best time. If I wait till the end of the day, I'm, it, it ain't gonna happen. You no, know, that's the same with me. Like, no, if I don't, if the morning, if I if it doesn't happen then, yeah. then it just gets. It's like if it doesn't happen just the very first yeah. I the know. Morning. Then, then it once you get going, it's it's so true. Go. Yeah. But I will say, I learned a bit from Brother Lawrence, that you know, age-old saint from that book, yes. practicing the presence of God, um, that really just gives us freedom, lifts that burden off of us of feeling like if we don't have an hour to spend with the Lord at the beginning of the day, yeah. that it's a waste of time to practice God's presence all day long. Yes. So. My kids are a little bit older now, but I went through a season four, five, six years there where I would just write down scripture verse on a three by five card, the same one on five different cards maybe. And I'd put one on the bathroom mirror where I'd be washing little hands all day, one where I was going to be doing the dishes, one where I was folding clothes, one near the sandbox outside. And I just would have the same verse for like two weeks. So everywhere I went, I was just running into this verse. 
And by the time I got to the end of the day, not only had me and the Lord talked about this one verse a lot, not only was it inscribed on my heart, but it became God's word to me. It became yeah. um, something that really there was life in it. It wasn't just a verse I'd learned. Mm -hmm. yeah. There was life in it because me and God had been talking all day yeah. long for a couple of weeks mm -hmm. about the sentiments that he'd um, inscribed in this, in this passage of scripture. Right. So I think that idea of practicing the presence of God, yeah. um, it takes that guilt off of I didn't have my quiet time and right. it didn't look like this and it didn't fit in a comfortable little box. Well, look, do it however you got to do it. Right. Right. Practice his presence all day long. How do we do that? Well, number one, by being creative with how you can feed yourself on his word. So my sister, five kids, she's got this little clip on her dashboard. She'll do the same thing, write a three by five card down with scripture and she puts it in that clip. And so, you know, running errands for two hours every day, trying to get kids to soccer practice and everything. She's just running face to face, um, in face to face with this, mm. with this verse over and over throughout the scriptures. When things come up in the middle of the day that are problems you might call a girlfriend about, you might, you can still call her, but also, Pray. Call on God. Yeah. yeah. Just ask him about it. Ask him about what scripture verse applies to this particular uh, circumstance. How would he want to lead and guide you? And you'll be amazed how you'll begin to see the encounters that you have, the circumstances that align, the little beckonings and convictions of God's spirit, how they all begin to work together to help you to, to realize you actually are hearing God's voice yeah. and seeing his providence as he steers you in the direction of his will for your yeah. life. It doesn't have to be so mystical. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a, yeah. It's a little more, pra it, it, just what you're saying, it's a practical thing. Just it like is. seeing, it, it's like, it's like um, Philip, the reason I know his voice when he calls, he doesn't have to say a long sentence. He just goes, hey, babe, yeah. I recognize the voice. It's because I've spent time with him all day. That's right. Right? <laughs> if I only talked to him once every blue moon, that would be a little trickier. That's right. But to me, it's the same with God. It's if you just, you spend those moments, yeah. you know, talking, listening, talking, listening, reading the word, it becomes... Um, very familiar. Yeah. It's like Anthony's voice compared to your dad's voice. That's right. I talked about that in the story of the voice. Yeah. Of God. My right. brother and my dad, they have the same name. They walk alike. They talk alike. I've seen my brother take advantage of the fact that he's got my dad's name. You know, tried, to, tried to milk that as I much as he like, can. I want to hear that story. <laughs> oh, Anthony's done that quite a few times. <laughs> Throw him under the bus. That's right. But even though he's fooled a lot of people right. before. Not you. Not me. Because I know the two Anthony's. You know his Anthony's. voice, right? Know you his know voice. his voice. And so, you know, there are things, for example, that people could say to me that Jerry said, my husband. Jerry said this. But if it is totally out of the character that I know to be of my husband of eight, 18 mm -hmm. years, mm -hmm. then I would be able to confidently say right. to them, I know my man didn't say that because right. I know him, you right. know? And so that's why we read God's word yeah. because we get to know his personality. Yeah. We get to know the character of God. We get to see the kinds of things he says and doesn't say. Right. And so it occurs to us when our ego is speaking hmm. or when fear is trying to get a word yeah. in because fear always has something to say. And pride and insecurity yeah. is also speaking. The enemy is speaking. You'll be able to detect, well, God didn't say that because that's totally out of out of alignment with his character mm -hmm. or out of alignment with his personality as it's displayed in scripture. And so the more you know God, the yeah. more clearly you can hear him. Yeah. You know, we all have to do that though. We all have to at some point draw a, a line in the sand and yeah. say enough is enough. And wherever even you might detect the enemy's fingerprints, you kind of see his handiwork causing division, jealousy, envy, strife, um, health issues, dis-ease in some area of your life. Listen, this is the time for you to take your stand firmly on the promises of God and to declare God's word, not only um, 
internally, but declare them out loud where the enemy knows you ain't messing around and that you're going to be a woman who, or a man who fortifies their sphere of influence, whether that's your home, whether it's your business, whether it is your ministry, whether it's your sons, your daughters, grandmother, grandfather, your grandchildren, whatever it is that God has allowed, has entrusted to you, your neighborhood, you be the one that stands in the threshold of that space and just declares God's promises and his words. There's so much power that we have in the name of Jesus if we would just take advantage of it. And so what I prayed that War Room did, it did for me, and I pray that it does for, for all of us, is really just inspires a different anticipation of what prayer can actually accomplish in our lives. So I wanna encourage you that no matter how devastating that circumstance appears to be right now, no matter how like Lazarus, it's been dead for a long time, you just do not think any resurrection is, is possible, This is where Jesus does his best work. (laughs) He specializes in taking the impossible stuff and showing you the possibilities that are there because of the power that is available. And so, you know what? I want to, if it's okay with you, kick off your stance, vigilant stance in prayer in that area of your life by praying over you. Lord Jesus, I thank you right now for the opportunity and the privilege that we have to stand firmly on your word. We thank you that you have given us what is really this divine key, this key called prayer that allows us to unlock all of the power and the resources of heaven and unleash them in the regular rhythms of our everyday living. So Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name that every assignment the enemy has against our marriages, against our children, against our grandchildren, against our health, Lord, against our prosperity internally and externally, Lord, I pray right now in Jesus' name that those assignments would be canceled by your blood that has been shed on Calvary. Lord, I pray that you would give somebody their fire back, their fire to fight for what is rightfully theirs, their fire to claim the territory that you have already declared is theirs. Lord, like Joshua, would you make us courageous enough to place our feet on the ground that you have already given us? Help us to march in victory, Lord, just like Elizabeth did in War Room. I'm praying you'd put words in somebody's mouth, put fire in their soul, Lord. Help them to scream at the top of their lungs that they believe that our God is who he says he is and that he can accomplish every single thing that he has declared he will accomplish in our lives. Lord, I speak that for every single person that is watching God and I ask that they would see your manifest presence and peace and joy and health in everything that they do and say. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It was such a good reminder to, to me, even just even when you were praying right there, I thought, okay, there's some stuff that I just have kind of not so much given up on, but just yeah. gotten lazy about yeah. praying about because I just can't see how it could change. Yeah. So I appreciate And you know, that. the great thing about the Holy Spirit, though, is because I'm so glad God knows we're just humans yeah. and we're frail yeah. and we have those times yeah. where we just get lazy about the whole thing. And I'm so glad that he has grace enough for that. Yes. His grace is sufficient. Oh, thank God for God. Oh, <laughs> and that the Holy right? Spirit prays when we don't even yes, know what to pray exactly. anymore. We just are tired yeah. and we can only cry or worry or be concerned. Yeah. The Holy Spirit covers What would you say to the people that have prayed and prayed and yeah. prayed and never saw the answer that they wanted, yeah. never really saw the answer, and then they gave up? Yeah. yeah. Thought, well, that doesn't Well, to just to say that, that God stands on his word. And the word says that when we sow, we will reap. That when we sow to the spiritual realm, we will reap to the spirit. That the the, the principle, the theology of sowing and reaping is true, whether or not we see what the harvest is on this side of eternity or later. Mm -hmm. There are some answers, 
some um, things that we have to entrust into his sovereign care. We will not know on this side of eternity uh, the yeah. grand scheme of all that God is figuring out. And so sometimes we will be in our humanity disappointed and a little bit irritated and frustrated because we've been on our knees a long time and still things seem to be um, uh, you know, unchanging. But but God is true to His word, and we've got to either yeah. we got to either have faith in that or not. I mean, that's and where the thing it is, rolls I think down. Our, to yes, like yeah. I think like our lens is temporal. Yes, right? God's temporal. lens is eternal. Yeah. Yeah. And so even like in the story of Joseph, if you you know zoomed in on any one part of his story, it's terrible, right? The guy horrible. was a slave and in prison and was horrible. horrible, right? But then you look out. The big picture is he rescued millions of people, yeah. Yeah. right? And so sometimes I think. For you know, speaking of myself, when we navigated just such a horrible season, and you're praying, how come I'm not seeing the answers and what's happening? And, and God does work all things together for good to those who he love does. Him. They were called according to His purpose. He yeah. will. So we just have, that's where our faith has to be. And that's we have to be brave in the midst of those moments yeah. and yeah. Keep trusting Him. And and you know, I was talking with, in fact, a young lady that works here at the studios. We were talking earlier. Um, I think she's new here and just trying to navigate what God is doing through her life, weaving all these different pieces of the puzzle together. And I was encouraging her um, on a much smaller scale than Joseph, but the reality is that when I was her age, I remember my pursuit was television. My pursuit was um, journalism. I wanted to be a broadcaster and I was hired to do a few little shows here and there on CBS and stuff, and I did them. And every one that I got uh, an opportunity to do, it was canceled shortly after I came on board. And as a young girl just out of college, you imagine how that's an assault to your self-esteem. I mean, right. you just you feel like everything keeps getting canceled right after I join <laughs> and right after I get signed on. So nothing was succeeding. Right. And it wasn't until probably 10 or 12 years later. I mean, I prayed so much through that hallway. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I was wondering what God was doing. I couldn't figure it out. Tears yeah. fell from my eyes. And it wasn't until 10 years later, the very first time, yeah. I did a Bible study recording and I stood there in front of those cameras and I knew exactly what to do with those cameras, not because I had trained so well, right. but because through those defeated moments, God was building something in me that he knew I would need later. There right. you and go. I had no See? idea he yeah. was going to ever use. Yeah, we just want yeah. things and we That's want it right. We're That's so right. dumb. We're so dumb. <laughs> Limited. We're limited in our perspective. Yes, we're, we're limited. We're yes. I love you. I, I know. love you too. I Thanks love so you. Much you her. can get so much more of her on her website and her Amazing. books. Love and you. I love you. I love so, you. So uh, forever. Amen. Yes. <laughs> Amen. In Jesus' name. <laughs> you can see so much more of her yeah. coming right here on TVN, and also um, go to her website, and she's got tons of YouTube's. Uh, Bible study. Yes. Oh, her books. Ain't no, ain't nobody does real. a Bible study like Priscilla does a Bible study. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can get so much good stuff out oh, of her yes. books. Yeah. We love you. Thank you for being a yeah. part. We'll see you next Thank time you. right love here you. on Praise. I love you, Priscilla. I love you. Thank you for listening to this episode of TBN's Praise Podcast. If you enjoyed today's interview, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and consider leaving a review. We look forward to having you join us back here next week.